know what? Can I get off the script just for a minute? I told my wife before we left the house this morning, I said, Giovanna, I heard the Lord say two words to me. And she said, what was it? And I said, new and now. And then I heard the Holy Ghost say, listen carefully, not that your new is now, but watch, your now is new. In other words, you've never had urgency like you have right now. You've never wanted it as bad as you do right now. Somebody shout it with me. My now is new. Tell three people, I've never had this now inside me. I've never had this. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. How many of you are ready for God to do something new now? I'm going to ask you to remain standing. You're going to participate with me today. Man, it feels good in the house of the Lord today. Someone said that a blind man's world is bounded by the limits of his touch. An ignorant man's world by the limits of his knowledge. But a great man's world by the limits of his vision. Today, I'm going to preach a message called 2020 Vision. Say that to a few folks around you. 2020 Vision. We're going to look at Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to read a little differently today. I'm going to read, and after I read, and God said, when I say those words, you're going to count them off to me. Is that fine? Amen? So when I say, and God said, you say, and then I'll say, and God said, and you say, before I do, let me pause. Pastor Manny, God bless you, sir. So glad you brought your family up today. Pastor Armando, I love you, sir. Abby, let me tell you something. These two pastors, one came from Houston, one came from Corpus Christi. They drove all the way up here. You know why? Just to see what's happening at Quest. And I think they may have met today, right? They just met each other today. So that was a pretty good clap. But if you drove, you know, 10, 12 hours, that's pretty awesome. Thank you, guys. I pray that you are blessed today. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, And God said, Let there be light. Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Genesis chapter 1, verse 9, And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered. Verse 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth. Verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven. Verse 15, and God said, let them be four lights in the firmament. Verse 20, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. Verse 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image. Verse 29, and God said, Behold, I have given you. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask you to remove every obstacle, any obstruction to the progress and the prophetic movement of this house and these people. Lord, I'm calling for a let us anointing in this place today. And I thank you that we shall behold all you have prepared for us we bless you and we thank you in jesus name and everyone said amen god bless you you can be seated there's a lot we could talk about on sundays in 2020 there's a lot to discuss and you would say why is that pastor rick it's because of the time we're living in if you can't preach in this time you'll never be able to preach if you can't preach during this season just sit on down. 
Because every day the news gives you something to preach on. But the time is important. It's a new year. You're in the first month of a what? New year. You can say it. New year. Yeah. And for many, depending on the zero, it's a new decade. Many, believe, many people believe that the decade runs from one to ten, and other folks believe it runs from zero to nine. Regardless, my daddy used to say irregardless, and I found out there's no word <laughs> called irregardless. My dad would get on a tangent, and he would say, now, irregardless. Anyway, regardless, we're in transition. There's change everywhere. Giovanna's been saying something around our house a whole lot. She says, you know, babe, the days just keep going by. And God is dealing with her about time and how urgent time is to purpose and what kind of demand time puts on your assignment. There's no time to waste. And I do believe we are in a very significant time. So these 10-year spans that we call decades, I believe, are significant. 20 is significant. 10 represents full circle or a whole cycle is complete. So I'm going to go ahead and prophesy over you and tell you that things that have been cycling in your life that are detrimental to your destiny, this is the year it all stops. You ought to shout it right now. That cycle is complete. Say it like you mean it. Come on. That cycle is complete. In Jesus' name. There's a man that wrote a book called Outlier. And the book says, it talks about what is referred to as the 10-hour rule or the 10,000-hour rule. And Gladwell says... The key to success in any field is simply a matter of practicing a specific task that can be accomplished with 20 hours of work a week for 10 years. So in other words, if you took 10, 20 hours every week for 10 years and you practice playing the piano for 20 hours a week for 10 years, at the 10-year mark, you would be an accomplished pianist. Somehow, here's another dad remark, somehow or another, I believe that to be true. So decades are important. I'm just trying to show you that. In Scripture, I can prove that to you, that the 10th belongs to God. It's called the tithe. He healed 10 of leprosy, one came back to him. The tenth always comes back to him. God is good, isn't he? When I look at my life, one year is microscopic compared to the magnitude of a decade. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? If I look at a ten-year span of my life, if I took one year, it would be microscopic compared to 10 years or the magnitude of 10 years. I'll give you an example. 2007 was a very dark year for me, 2007. But when I look at 2000 to 2009, that was the greatest 10 years of my life. Are y'all with me? Some of you are discouraged about one year. But I came to tell you, compared to the rest of the years, one dark year fails in comparison to nine great years. And when you serve the Lord, this rule is always operating for you. The good always outweighs the bad. Can you say amen to that? And that's why we can't complain. So today, 
as I preach, I'm going to ask you to stretch the horizon of your vision. Okay? Ask yourself, not just what does 2020 look like, but ask yourself, where am I? How am I? And what am I in 2029? Some of you are saying, I'm dead. Well, let me help you. If death shows up in 10 years, just be prepared for it. Just live for the Lord. Talk back to me. Just live right and do good. And if death shows up in this decade, you're fine. But let's go ahead and plan like we're going to be here in 2029. Let's go ahead and plan that by the year of by the end of this decade, we'll be able to look back just like I did and say that year does not compare to this decade. Can I go ahead and just tell you that you ought to be excited that this is a decade of destiny for you? Come on, the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. We're just in the first step of a new decade. Somebody give God praise right there. Is there any Oklahoma Sooner fans in this building? You know, one of the great quarterbacks of the Sooners attends our church. Y'all know him, don't you? I meet with him periodically. I love to just sit and talk with him. He's a man of wisdom. And probably 80% of the times we've met, he tells the same story to me because I think he's trying to really get it to me. <laughs> he says, you know, Pastor Rick, when we ran that wishbone offense, he said, Coach Switcher would always tell me, JC, it's the first step that counts. If that first step is wrong, it throws the whole play off. And he tells me that periodically. I think he's wanting me to get my steps right. Like, Pastor Rick, make the first step count. So I said all that to tell you, hey, you're looking at a great decade. Let's get one right. Which one? Let's get this first one right because everything follows the pattern of the first seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you I came by to tell you if you get the first thing in line if you get your priorities in order and put God where he's supposed to be and put his kingdom where it's supposed to be then I can promise you, you're going to enjoy a decade of all things finding you and you not looking everywhere for all things. It will be added to you. Now I'm going to give you 10 sanctified seconds to give God a praise for 10 sanctified years. Come on, is that all you got? I'm going to give you got five more sanctified seconds to give God praise for 10 sanctified years so I wrote this down dissatisfaction and discouragement are not caused by the absence of things they are caused by the absence of vision discouragement and dissatisfaction is not caused by the absence of things they are caused by the absence of vision some people Mistake depression as a result of what you are going through. But many times, it is a result of you not knowing where you are going. I'll say it again. Many times people mistake depression as the cause of something you're going through. But really, depression is a result of not knowing where you are going. Because hope begins when vision is employed. 
Say it with me. Hope begins when vision is employed. So you've heard it before. I'll say it one more again. A man without a vision will always return to his past. A man without a future will always revert back to who he used to be. George Washington Carver said it like this, where there is no vision, there is no hope. Solomon said it like this, where there is no vision, people perish, which means they cast off restraint or they move the lines or boundaries that keep them going in the right direction. A man without a vision is open to be a liability and not an asset. A man without a vision is dangerous. That's why we must impart to the generations that succeed us a sense of purpose and a sense of identity, a sense that they belong to their future and their future is bright. Somebody thank God for it today. So in our text, God said, let nine times. Nine times God said, let. On the tenth time he spoke, he said, behold. The word let in Hebrew means stop preventing and start permitting. Let. Stop preventing and start permitting. When I saw that this morning, the Holy Ghost just dropped on me and said these words. Let them go. I said, now hold up, Holy Ghost. I said, who are you talking about? And the Holy Spirit said to me, let people go who don't want to be with you. Now, I'm not talking about me in this church. I'm talking about in your life. Quit trying to hold on to what is wanting to run away. Stop preventing and start permitting. You have permission to go there. You have permission to do that. Because when you spend all of your time trying to hold on to everyone who is coming to your life, you become self-centered. And it really is all about you and not all about them. When you permit them to go, you're saying, I allow you to become everything God intended you to be. And I don't want to put my hands on you to constrict you or control you or to restrain you or to hold you back. In verse 29, he doesn't say let. When the full circle is complete. He says, behold. Yeah. When the cycle is finished, God says, not let. Now he says, behold. Because once you've learned the principle of release. Woo, Lord have mercy. Once you've learned the principle of not preventing, but permitting. Then you have positioned yourself. To see something you have never seen in your entire life. Behold. And the etymology is very unique. Because the first time the word behold is mentioned is in verse 29 of Genesis chapter 1. From the mouth of God. Behold, God says. This isn't a prophet. This isn't a preacher. This is God. Saying, behold. And it means here. Now see. It's powerful. It means, look. Do you see? It's as if God is emphatically leaning forward saying, don't miss this. And I hear the Lord saying right now to tell you, don't miss tell your neighbor this is one you can't miss now you cannot miss this you cannot miss this moment don't miss this message don't miss this movement don't miss this 
<laughs> so I'm praying in about 4.28 a.m. The Lord said, recover. I got the computer out and I wrote down the word recover. Everyone say recovery. recovery. Listen to this. You cannot see what you refuse to look at. You'll never see what you refuse to look at. Let's look at the story, Mark chapter 8. You ready? Now I'm going to get in my text. Is this good? Mark chapter 8, verse 22. And Jesus came to Bethsaida, and they brought to him a blind man and besought him to touch him. Verse 23. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, how many of you would let somebody do that to you? I know you say you're Jesus, but I don't know about you spitting on my eyes. I'm just reading from the Bible. Now, I'm not sure if it was, you know, with a lot of Y'all ever use the words rare back? Rare back and spat at him. <laughs> Woo. When he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw. Verse 24, and the man looked up and said, I see. Men as trees walking. Say this with me. Okay is not good enough. <laughs> After that, he put his hands on him again and made him look up. Don't miss it. Made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. Verse 24, he looked up. Verse 25, Jesus made him look up. Isn't it something that when we look up the first time and it's not like we thought it would be, we have a tendency to look down again. And the next time Jesus tells us to look up, it's not so easy to look up the second time. And if you don't look up, he will say it again. He will make you look up because he don't want you to miss. Some of you are going to look up today. And others of you, Jesus is going to enforce you to look up. But you're not leaving looking down. Not today. If he looked up, then that's a sure sign he was looking down. Now, you have to study the Bible. In the Greek, the words looked up means to recover sight that was lost. He looked up. He recovered sight that was lost. There's nothing worse than losing sight. <laughs> some of you know this story. Some of you don't. I'm a senior in high school. I'm working during the Christmas holiday break. Basketball season is about to start. And I'm about to get a basketball scholarship. I'm working on a construction site where a man picks up a three-quarter inch sheet of plywood, throws it behind him, and it catches me in my left eye. The doctor said it was like taking a plum, putting it on a table, and hitting it with a hammer. My eyeball exploded. And there was nothing but a sheet of blood there. And I lost complete sight in my left eye. When you lose sight... You lose perspective. Watch, don't miss this. When you lose sight, you lose judgment. So I would stand at a free throw line and shoot a normal feeling shot, and it would fall short. Because my judgment of distance was messed up. 
If you threw me a set of keys, I looked clumsy trying to catch them because I lost sight. I was thinking about that today, this morning, you know, and I, I told the Lord, thank you for allowing me this experience because it taught me valuable lessons I could have never learned if I didn't go through it. For example, I never knew my dad loved me so much until I went through this particular event. It was my dad that brought the guitar in there and set it on my lap when I couldn't put my head down and look out my left eye to make sure I was courting correctly. And he said, look at me and play the song. Because you don't need to look at your hand to be sure everything's right. Trust me. He looked up to recover sight, sight that was lost. But something happened before he looked up. Are y'all with me so far? Verse 23 says that Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. I'll caveat on this just for the sake of being humorous. I told Chief this morning, Chief, don't leave me sitting on the second row no more with nobody sitting on my left side because I'm tired of people coming up to me, grabbing me on my left arm, and it shocks me. I'm, oh, how you doing? I said, please stand next to me so you can just bump me when somebody approaches me because I can't see them coming. And I can be more polite about turning around and saying, oh, hi. I, I could fake them out, in other words. <laughs> I just thought I would throw that in there. The Bible says Jesus led him out of the town. When you can't look out for yourself, would you please just let Jesus lead you? <laughs> and that stood out to me that Jesus led him. Leading is different than driving. See, we as leaders must learn. It is easier to lead someone into truth than to drive them into truth. Because when you're driving them, you're controlling them. It's easier to show them the way than to force them to get there. And Jesus led a blind man. Didn't he lead you like that? He led you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God is good, isn't he? And the Lord spoke to me and said these words. Some people are trying to recover provision, stuff, before they recover vision, sight. Woo, he led him out. May I submit to you, and I heard this emphatically, so I'm going to repeat it emphatically. It is time for you to come out. For Abraham to see what God had prepared for him to enjoy, he had to come out from what was familiar to him. He had to come out from his kin and his kind. And until he came out, he would never see what God had prepared for him in the promised land. And the Lord is telling me to tell you again, come out. Come out from people that drag you down. Come out of darkness. Get back into light. Come out of depression. Get back into praise. Come out of Egypt and stop going back to what God called you out of. Come out of relationships that you know are not of God and quit playing with other people's emotions. Come out and leave them alone. So I'm going to do this up underneath the anointing. I'm going to tell you in the name of Jesus, come out of stuff you know you're not supposed to be partaking in. Come out of it in Jesus' name. I dare you to shout, come out, come out wherever you are. Amen. Come out from under depression. Come out of oppression. Come out of dizziness. Come out of disorientation. Come out of lacking identity. Come out in Jesus' name. God is good. Shout it three more times. Come out. Come out. Come out. I'm just doing it like the Lord gave it to me this morning. He told me to ride on this point for a moment. The Holy Ghost told me to stay on this just for a minute. Come out come out. There's some things you'll never receive until you came out. There's a reason Jesus led him out of town. There's a reason sometimes you have to get out from among people 
They keep reminding you of your past and will not release you into your future. Come out in the name of Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and stay with it. Come out of alcohol. Come out of drug addiction. Come out of pharmaceutical drug addiction. Come out of all of it in the name. Come out in Jesus. Come out of deeds of darkness. Come out in the name of Jesus. I want you to see yourself walking out and leaving the chains behind. I want you to come out and let the prison door slam behind you. Somebody shout, I'm free today. I'm not a prisoner anymore. Bless your name, Jesus. God is good. So he let him out. <laughs> he laid hands on him. And the Bible says he could see. This is your year of recovery. It means to recover the sight you lost. Woo! I'm trying to contain myself today. Recovering the vision you lost. You once talked about, walked like, believed that certain and so-and-so things was absolutely going to happen in your life. But when it didn't happen on your calendar, you put it on the shelf and act like it ain't never going to happen. I came by to tell you, get you a snatch anointing. What you mean, Bishop? Reach up there and snatch it back off the shelf and put it back in your heart. If God said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I don't care what the devil and Susie and everybody else's opinion has to say about you. Let me go ahead and work on this here. You shall be everything that God ordains you to be. Oh, glory to God. Because his work shall be completed in you. I am confident of this very thing. I've learned a lot of stuff, but I'm confident of one thing, that he who began a good work in you shall also complete it. I know a lot of stuff, but I'm confident of one thing. God wouldn't have given it to you if he wasn't going to see it come to pass. I need 30 sanctified blood-bought believers to shout my best is yet to come. Woo! My best is yet to come. Come on, my best is yet to come. He looked up. He recovered the sight that he lost. The Lord told me to tell all of you in this building, get ready. This is a year of recovering. This is the year you finally completely recover from every injury that ever came in your life. This is the year that you fully recover from every disappointment that ever showed up in your life. You're not going to just recover, but you're going to recover all that the devil took from you. You're not going to recover some of it. You're going to recover all of it. So get ready for the next 300 and some odd days to start getting your stuff back. You're getting your joy back. You're getting your passion back. You're getting your vision back. You're getting your peace back. You're getting your healing back. You're getting your anointing back. It's all. And the Lord brought me to 1 Samuel 30, 18, and David recovered, say it with me, all that the Amalekites carried it away. And David rescued what belonged to him. Watch what verse 19 says. There was nothing lacking. Y'all didn't hear that. I'm going to hit it one more time and let this, let this hit you in your faith heart. There was nothing lacking. say it one more time there was nothing this is the year that you lack no good thing the year of lack is behind you get ready for the year of more than enough you gonna recover not some of it I'm about to, I'm, I'm sorry y'all, my head about to explode. I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. You are going to recover. Tell your neighbor, A-double-L-O. No, you got to get that. I'm going to prophesy it again. You're going to recover. All of it. 
all of it 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 you shall recover high five three people and tell them i'm getting it all back this year this is my recover all year Oh, Lord Jesus, help me preach this word with the passion you gave it to me this morning. Somebody shout it again. I'm recovering all. I'm getting my sight back. Yeah, I'm starting to see things I used to see. I'm starting to believe things I used to believe. I'm starting to look at stuff I used to look at. I'm getting my hope back. I'm getting my expectation back. I'm getting my anticipation back. I'm getting it all back. It's all coming back. The devil should have never took it from me. I dare you to throw your head back and shout all, 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 all. Woo! Can I go ahead and preach the rest of this? Woo! Come on, high five four people and tell them it's about to get crazy in here. Because we are about to go for everything. Some of y'all need to go for point break. You need to risk it again. You need to throw your faith out there as far as you can throw it. Stop believing God for a good day and a good month and a good year. Throw your faith out there 10 years and shout, this is the best decade of my whole destiny. Woo. I'm going to preach this whole word. Verse 24, and he looked up and he said, I see men as trees walking after that Jesus put his hands on him again and made him look up and when he was restored he saw every man clearly I'm going to stop there see here's the deal y'all we don't see men right when we ain't right No, it's easy for you to talk about other people because you so jacked up. It's called projecting. When you are okay, you see okay. When you good, you see good. Put his hands on him, Lord have mercy. And he could see men clearly. Put his hands on him. Listen to what it says, again. I'm going to read what the Holy Ghost gave me. There are people here today that are about to feel his hands on your vision again. Say it again, Pastor Rick. There are people here today that are about to feel his hands on your vision again. I'm going to say it one more time. There are people here today that are about to feel his hands on your vision again today. There are other people in this building you've been touched by God, but God told me you're about to get a second touch. Why? Because a second touch will give you a second wind. Some of you have been running and you run out of wind. Your oxygen is gone. You ever run on a long run and then suddenly something kicks in and you say, I feel like I can go another five miles. I came by to tell you that's what kind of touch God is about to drop on your life. He's about to allow you to catch your second wind. You've been touched before, but you ain't never been touched like this. This second touch is going to make you run like you've never run before. Some of you ain't been touched since you was 20, 18, 15 years old. Today is the day that you feel the touch of God on your life like you have never felt it before. God going to drop his hand down on you and he's going to touch you and he's going to put his hands back on your passion and he's going to put his hands back on your vision. He's he going to put his hands back on your purpose. He's going to shake you and remind you that you are not dead yet and your best is still in front of you and your best is not behind you. I wish I had 20 people in the building and they would jump up and shout, Lord, touch me one more time. Touch me like you touched me when I was 12. Touch me like you touched me when I was 14. Touch me like you touched me when I was 21. Throw your hands up and shout, touch us, Lord. He said, watch this, I see men as trees. He's seeing 
but he ain't seeing right. The second word God gave me to give you, the first one is recovery. Say it. The second one is refocus. Woo! Refocus. Refocusing often means changing your lens. Some of you been looking through the wrong stuff. You've been looking through the paradigms of your past trying to get you a future. Well, let me help you. What got you to where you were in your past is not the same kind of faith that you need to get you to where you are going in your future. And God is about to change your glasses. Your prescription is about to be changed. You are about to get a large dose of heavenly faith where you can believe God can do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think think somebody ought to shout in the building refocus I'm sorry I'm preaching like this I told myself I wouldn't but the Holy Ghost on me and I'm trying to preach it to you like he preached it to me watch this help me Jesus to calm down This word is for somebody. Let me just stop right here and ask somebody. Is somebody getting this word right here? Is there somebody here? You ought to tell your neighbor, this is mine, honey. This is my word. I told my staff this morning, every one of y'all get in the building. Lean in on this word because this is a defining moment for this church and this is a defining moment for your life. You better lean into this word with all the faith you have because if you get this word right here, the rest of your life will be perpetually and eternally changed. Somebody shout, this is my word. This is my word. Let me stop. See, here's the deal. You've heard of woo. Woo! Tell your neighbor, be ready for breakouts. Be ready for breakouts because somebody going to get this and take off running. Don't mind them. The Bible says write the vision and make it plain that he that reads it can run. Some of y'all are about to get your vision back. Put your Nikes, your Adidas on because you are about to run like you have never run before. Shout it again. This is mine. This is my word. Let me stop. See, 2020 vision. 2020 vision is a term used to express the sharpness of vision or the clarity of vision. The Bible says he saw clearly. Here's what the Holy Ghost told me. Too many Christians are nearsighted. And too many believers are farsighted. A nearsighted person sees near objects clearly, but they can't see distance clearly. Farsighted person sees distance clearly, but they can't see what's right in front of them. Woo! Tell your neighbor, I'm getting my vision back. Come here, Christian. Come here, Isaiah. Stand one on one side, one on the other side. Woo! Everett, go stand over there, sir, by that speaker. Y'all with me so far? Please don't give up on me. It's about to get gooder. Tell your neighbor, it's about to get gooder in the building. Yeah, right here. Woo! Let's move up, guys. Come on a little bit. Christian, go up there about halfway between us, and you go about that distance behind us. Look at the target, not me. All right. 2020 vision says, if I stand 20 feet from what I'm looking at and I see it clearly, I have 2020 vision. If I have 2010 vision, I would have to be where Christian is to feel like I was where I am currently. 2040 vision says, when I'm back here, I feel like I'm right here. And this is where most believers live their lives, trying to figure out where they are in relation. Listen carefully to where they're supposed to be. It's not over there you should be paying attention to. It's right here. 
So what God, come back, Christian, come up, Isaiah. God said, I'm about to bring you back into focus. Watch. Go back one more time. Go back one more time. You are out of focus with your faith. When you keep looking at people so closely, you cannot discern who they are. You think they're trees and they're mere men. You cannot discern clearly when you're 40 feet away and you can see better far away than you can right what's right in front of your face. Some of you are missing what God is putting right in your face. Some of you are missing a great church looking for a better church. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Some of y'all are missing a really good pastor looking for a better pastor. Tell your neighbor it's right in your face. Why are you looking? Why are you searching when God brought it right to your vision clear? Tell your neighbor I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Y'all can sit down. Woo! I was going to read the three Sando Kobo said, I was praying in the spirit now. See, it's not what you see, it's how you are seeing it. It's not, you still have the vision, but the vision is now distorted. Why? Because you've allowed people to pull you back. And you've allowed people to push you forward when you should have been in the very place God called you to be. Somebody shout a refocus. I had a whole passage of scripture I was going to read on that. The Holy Ghost just told me to save it to next week and preach a message called, It is Closer Than You Think. Right now. That's what the Holy Ghost said right now. Hey! And I'm here to tell you, get ready for next week. Because it, it is, now somebody is closer I was in the car yesterday with Giovanna. I said, read that mirror, baby. She said, what mirror? I said, the mirror on side your door. She looked out the door and saw the mirror. And the mirror said, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. And I came by to tell you, get back in the word. James called the word the mirror. Look at everything through the mirror. Because when you do, Objects are closer. Tell your neighbor you closer than you think. Tell somebody you are closer than you think. Woo! I'm gonna end it. Woo! You know what? Just before I do. You ever had a surprise birthday party? Anybody ever had a surprise birthday party? I have. They blindfold you. Take you into a room. Snatch the blindfold. Turn the lights on and people start screaming. Happy and it frightens you. Because you weren't ready. Because they did it a week before. You thought you had your birthday timing down but they tricked you. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, tell them, surprise, surprise. I'm about to show you something. You about to see something. Somebody shout surprise, surprise. If there's any Holy Ghost filled believers, I dare you to jump up and praise him like something suddenly, spontaneously, surprises. Be careful. Well, y'all want to dance a little bit before I hit? Hey! Come on in the building. 
Go ahead and dance a little bit. Woo! Surprise! Tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor it's my party. I'll dance if I want to. It's my party. I'll sing if I want to. It's my party. I'll shout if I want to. It's my party. I'll sweat if I want to. It's my party. I'll cut up if I want to. It's my party. I'll praise if I want to. It's my party. I'll worship if I want to. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to put on that surprise kind of praise. Come on. Excuse me, I got to dance. those hands please somebody praying in the spirit come on everybody pray it come on come on somebody pray right now I'm gonna preach this last point and I'm gonna do it just like the Lord told me to do it hold on hold on see we read that story so quickly see Stephanie don't lose your intercession because you're going to intercede your way right into a brighter day you're going to intercede your way right into your promotion God telling me to tell you he has seen every tear and he's heard every cry and you thought when when Lord I told you the first Sunday of January the wait is over Whew, get in that watchtower girl and pray like you ain't never prayed We read, hey, we read these texts see, so quickly that we don't study the Bible. The Bible says in verse 25, he touched him a second time and he was restored. Y'all just missed that. Recovery refocus that's powerful but there's nothing more powerful than restoration notice this Chuck he doesn't say his sight was restored uh-uh. it says he was restored to reconstitute is the Greek word which means God gave him a new Structure. Everybody say the say new. Mm -hmm. Here's my question: Why would God give vision to people who are not whole? 
you praying, God, where am I going? And God's saying, look at yourself. You want prospection and God is telling you to do introspection. Quit doing retrospection. Quit looking behind you. Quit looking in front of you. Look inside of you. It's not a question of is the destination there. The question is are you good? He was restored. Go back to the original text, see Crystal, verse 29. The 10th time God said, God didn't say let, now he said behold. Look, see? Now see? Do you see? That's strong. Here. Isaiah 43. This is what the Lord says, he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the horses and armies and reinforcements together. I'm sorry, I'm reading and God's telling me who to pray for at the same time. And lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Verse 18, Isaiah 43, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way. That's what he said. I am making a way. God is good, isn't he? See, when you're not restored right, you can't see right. When you're disillusioned, your vision is always in disorientation. Check yourself. Are y'all hearing me? You have to be all right to get there all right. The man was restored. And this is where the Lord told me to go into ministry. Hmm. Will you lift your hands, please? That's beautiful. That's perfect, Gino. This is a perfect atmosphere for ministry. Jana, just step forward and just lift your hands. God said your reward is before you. Do you see it? Your reward is before you. Do you see Cameron? Do you see him? God said your reward is before you. Do you see Nicole? Do you see her? Your reward is before you. God says, behold, Jenna. This is the beginning of a new season for you. Oh, my God. Because what rests on your children is about to jump off on your grandchildren. You pray for them every day. You speak life to them every day. I see you. I see you on your knees by your bed praying for your grandbabies. Woo! God told me to tell you I have heard your prayer and their future is secure. I need about 20 people that will worship the Lord for a second. Come on, y'all. Bless him. Stephanie, don't stop pushing. I'm going to keep talking to you. Push. Come up here. God's hand is on you. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. I don't know why you are on my heart. In the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, overcome you. Woody, you and your wife join hands right there. Join, lift her hand up. Lift her hand up. You have prayed for certain and distinct things. You have been very specific about your answers God said I have not ignored your prayer I've heard every detail of your prayer even the prayers you guys have joined hands and prayed in your own home and God said I'm about to give you not only what you asked for but I'm going to give you over and above what you even prayed about get ready because God is about to pour something on you I need about 10 people praying in this building. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. God is good, isn't he? God is good. Is anybody praying in the building? Behold! I hear the Holy Ghost saying, Behold! Here! Now see! 
hear and I'll see. Woo! Y'all worship about one time on that right there. Just worship about one time because I got about three more people I need to talk to. Hey. Sing it, come on. One more time, Jamie, come on. See? 